Hi, Gratitude Seeker. Welcome to a new episode of the Gratitude Podcast. Today, I have another award winner, uh, the Circle of Joy award winner. And uh, I'm really happy to have him here with us because uh, his perspective, I think, is quite interesting on, on gratitude because he's a monk but he's not um, the kind of monk that you uh, that you think about that only lives in a monastery, but he's a monk in the world. And I think that's, that's quite amazing. And I'm really curious um, what wisdom he can bring in this discussion about gratitude. So, Brother Jeremiah, welcome to the Gratitude Podcast. Uh, Georgie, and thank you so much for welcoming me. Thank you for the opportunity. This really is a, an honor and, and a real privilege for me. So thank you. My pleasure. My pleasure. So let us know a little bit more about yourself. I uh, We talked a little bit in the beginning before uh, hitting record. And I think that's such a beautiful uh, way of uh, seeing yourself and of uh, um, talking about yourself. So let us know a little bit more about you. Sure, sure. I'd be happy to share a little bit about my story. Um, well, my family's from Puerto Rico. Uh, I was born in Brooklyn, New York, and raised in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, which are um, in the northeastern section of the United States, for those of you who aren't uh, from our country, from my country. But um, being Puerto Rican, um, my upbringing was, was kind of centered around two very key things, family and faith. Um, very family oriented. Uh, my immediate family isn't so large. Um, there's mom, dad, and three, three, uh, three, two siblings, three boys. I'm the youngest of the three. And, uh, my dad passed away nine years ago. Um, and so we have mom still with us who's 83 years old. Wow. And, uh, yeah, yeah. And I've, I've become her caregiver. My dad died of Alzheimer's and it was a very mm -hmm. long and, and arduous, uh, process, you know, just watching someone slowly fade away the way that he did. And she so heroically took care of him. She really did. It was just amazing. I don't know how she found the strength to do what she did uh, in my eyes. She was a hero. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, and he passed away. She was able to be with him when he did, you know, breathe his last breath, which I thought was a great gift for her. Um, and now she's, you know, kind of going downhill over the years. Uh, she's declined in her physical health and also with her mental health. I think it, with the death of my father, her husband of, over 50 years um she kind of fell into a depression and uh and and along with that her, her physical health also began to kind of go downhill a little bit so i i always think about the wonderful care that she gave to my father and i thought well it's only fitting that you know we return the favor you know and and now that she's up in years and can't live independently i've taken on the the role of of being her primary caregiver uh which has its challenges but uh, but also is I think a, a great blessing. Um, so so our our immediate family isn't so large, but our extended family is huge. Um, <laughs> my my mom had eight brothers and sisters, and my father had twelve. Um, wow. So and along with you know their kids and their families, I mean you can you can imagine like how how vast the extended family is and. I've, and we're very close, very united, too, over the years. Uh, I have fond memories of my childhood, you know, uh, around holidays especially, you know, families getting together. And somebody would always offer to host uh, an event, a gathering. And 
I, I just remember like we were like squashed like sardines in one person's house, you know, but uh, just remember the, the, the laughter and the good times and the food. I mean, <laughs> I, I think I think being Puerto Rican is just like we just love food. And uh, and we had a bunch of great cooks in my family. Uh, my mom was a great cook and not because they're family members, but because they truly were amazing amazing cook so our, our gatherings always centered around uh, just good times a lot of laughter a lot of closeness and um a lot of really really good food um <laughs> and uh and i i like to think that maybe you know some of that is running through my veins too because I, I i have this great love for cooking i'm not you know i never went to culinary school or never had any culinary training but just from what i learned over the years i just love to be in the kitchen i love to prepare meals and i love to share them with others so some of that has rubbed off on me. Um, but along with the family thing, the faith thing was also very important uh, in our family. I grew up in a, a very devout, very religious home. And, um, and that had its pluses and minuses, right? Um, you know, on, on the plus side, you know, a lot of very good values were instilled in me over the years. Uh, we went to church as a family every Sunday together. And uh, I have memories of us as a family praying together at home at nighttime. Um, so those were very positive things. Um, but on the minus side, you know, you have the whole baggage around organized religion, right? Um, yeah. And I think I, I've been able to come to a, a, a better understanding or, or realization of that in my older years. Uh, not something I could appreciate in my younger days. But, um, you know, with, with organized religion comes the whole idea that, you know, you can't think for yourself. You know, you're told what is right. You're told what is wrong. Um you know, your, your moral standards, your ethical standards, the standards of living are kind of set out for you. You know, there's expectations of who you are supposed to be. And um, I guess being the, the goody two-shoes that I was growing up, I, I bought into that, you know, hook, line, and sinker as truth. And, and I really, you know, tried to do the right thing. I tried to follow this path that was set out for me. And uh, I, I, I lived to please others. You know, I tried to make everybody happy and um, you know, I tried to live up to every, everybody else's expectations of me, the church's expectations of me, my culture's expectations of me, my family's expectations of me, society's expectations of me. Yeah. And, um, but, you know, in the end, I, I, I failed, you know, I, I couldn't live up to all that stuff perfectly, you know, and um, I think over time that began to kind of really tax on me a little bit. Um, didn't work out for me too well. And for me, I, I think what it led to in my later years and even in my earlier years, I just, I just feel like I, I lived a life that was somewhat plagued with guilt and shame and anxiety and, and, and even depression. You know, I don't, I don't think I ever got to a point where I was clinically depressed, but I, I just remember just not being very happy with my life. Um, in fact, I even remember just hating my life, you know, and, yeah. And very few, very few people around me would have known that um, because I, I was able to put on my game face and I have this happy go lucky way about me. And um, so very few people really knew what was going on inside. But inside, I, I really feel like I was I was just really dying. Um, and, uh, you know, Georgian, about eight years ago, I had um, a series of events that, that took place in my life that I'd, I'd rather not get into right now. But mm -hmm. um there were a number of things that took place about eight years ago that really transformed my life. Um, it was an experience that did for me what I wasn't able to do for myself. You know, it, it woke me up. You know, it woke me up to the fact that, 
this isn't the way to live, you know, um, yeah. that I was really kind of dying, you know? And, uh, so that opened the door for me, a number of doors for me. Uh, it opened the door to some really good therapy. And, uh, I, I met up with a therapist that was recommended to me. who's excellent. I love her. She's just like older Jewish woman who's so wise. So she's like a grandmom, you know, in many ways. <laughs> um, so she really, really was a big help to me. And in fact, I still see her to this day. I just think uh, therapy is, a uh, is something that all of us could benefit from at yeah, some point or other if, if if we can tap into it, you know. But um, but that opened the door to just a lot of introspection, a lot of looking into myself, uh, discovering myself, uh, discovering the gifts that I bring to this world, accepting myself. Um, it, it really began the process of really starting to love myself, you know, for once in my life. And mm-hmm. um, at that point, I abandoned the religion of my upbringing. And as I was having, as I was experiencing healing in other areas of my life, um, there was still this void, you know, my spiritual life. Like, what do I do with this? I just felt like there was this, this, this kind of black hole, this, this spiritual void within that kept gnawing at me. And, um, but I continued my process of, you know, healing and growing. And eventually, uh, you know, my search brought me to this ecumenical order of charity that I now belong to. And basically, we're just a, a group of, of monks, but, you know, as we mentioned before, not in the traditional sense. Um, you know, we're men and women from, you know, different parts of the country, different parts of the world even. I mean, we have, at the present time, we have two members in Brazil. We have a member in Australia. We have, I believe we have a member in Mexico and then different parts of the U.S., and uh, and we come from all walks of life. Um, we're not all vowed celibates. Some of us are married. Some of us are single. Some of us are partnered. And um, and basically, you know, we we traditionally to be a monk, you had to separate yourself from the world, right? You, you know, yeah. you, you you gave up your life in the world, and you gave up your family, your career, and you would live behind the walls of a monastery and dedicate your life to community and to prayer and to silence and to work behind the walls of a monastery. Well, we're, we're not those kind of monks. In fact, there's a, there's a movement that's kind of growing this day and age. It's called the new monasticism. And, and we kind of embody that, um, instead of separation, we're more about integration. You know, we're Mm, more about, I love that. Yeah. We're more about, um, integrating what is beautiful about the monastic life, you know, the prayer life, the spiritual practices, the, the devotions, the reflection, the contemplation, and integrating that into our active lifestyles, you know, whatever careers we're in, whatever family situations we find ourselves in, we integrate those spiritual practices with our daily life. And we stay in our own homes and we have our own families and we live our own lives. And yet we are a community that that still comes together. You know, we meet once a year at what's called General Assembly. Uh, we're, we're, our headquarters is out in Wichita, Kansas. And so we meet for a week uh, together as a community. And throughout the year, we have you know, Google Hangouts. We have a we have a website, and on the website, there's a community room and a foundation room where we can host meetings. And so we come together once or twice a month to kind of catch up with each other and check in on each other. And you know, via you know technology, right? Via email mm-hmm. and social media. There's so many ways that we can stay connected with one another. But we continue to live our lives with our families, and it's really kind of cool. You know, um, you get the best of both worlds. You know, you want to. You want to be a monk, you don't have to leave the world. You can stay in the world and just incorporate and integrate the, the beauty of the monk lifestyle. Into- Spend more time outside with fresh air in your lungs and healthier habits in your schedule 
by eliminating the hassle of prepping, cooking, and cleaning up after each meal. Stress-free eating is just one click away this spring. Factor's delicious meals range from calorie-smart, keto-protein-plus to vegan and veggie, and they're ready in just two minutes. Customize your weekly meals with the flexibility to get as much or as little as you need. Pause or reschedule deliveries to suit your lifestyle. Also, discover more than 60 add-ons every week like breakfast, on-the-go lunch, snacks and beverages to help you stay fueled and feel good all day long. Head to factormeals.com gratitude50 and use code gratitude50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's gratitude50 at factormeals.com gratitude50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. To your daily living. So that's, that's kind of what we're about. And, um, you know, we have a founding document. And um, as I began my search and, and researching this particular community, their founding document just really touched my heart. It just kind of spoke to me of what I really was looking for spiritually, you know, and uh, this document basically sums up who we are and what we are about. And, and in a very simple nutshell, what this community is about is just like being mindful of and accepting this great love of our God. You know, God loves us immensely, unconditionally, you know, and and to just accept that and to celebrate that. And then to try as best we can to share it with those around us, you know, we're, we're called to take um, advantage of any opportunities that, you know, are before us to alleviate, you know, the sufferings of others, uh, however small or great it might be. Um, so that's basically what our community is about. And um, we take vows as, as traditional monks do. And this was the one thing that really spoke to me when I read the founding document, there was a vow of obedience. and you know, in traditional terms, that vow is about, you know, being obedient to or being subject to someone who's in authority, you know, yeah. whether it's, you know, whether it's the, the, I forget what the titles are now in, in traditional monasteries, I guess you have like an abbot or whatever mm-hmm. that you would kind of, you know, vow obedience to. Well, for us, the vow of obedience is not about subjecting ourselves to someone else. It's about being true to our inner authority. You know, wow, to, I love that. To, to yeah, to just really kind of look within and and see the spirit's movement in our life, and and see what you know what that spirit is leading us to, what it, what a, what that spirit is guiding us to, and and to just be true to ourselves, you know, to just listen to that inner voice and to be obedient to it, um, you know, as we journey through this this thing we call life. So when I read that, that really spoke to me because for me, obedience just carries so much ugly baggage, right? You know, exactly. you have to, you know, an organized religion, you have to be obedient to, you know, the dogmas of your faith and the doctrines of your faith. And if you're not obedient, oh, well, you know, you're going to hell. <laughs> um, but um, with, with this community, that's, that's, that's not the case. And that was so refreshing for me to discover and to read about and, and that's what really appealed to me. So uh, this past year has been a really beautiful year. You know, I, I met up with this community last year, uh, somewhere in the middle of 2017. And towards the end of the year, the beginning of 2018, I was received into the community as a, as a postulant. And then in June, I, w- I had the privilege of attending uh, my first general assembly with the community in Wichita, Kansas. And there I was 
received into the uh, community as a novice. So I'm in my novitiate year now and I meet regularly with my novice master and, you know, we're doing all kinds of good work and spiritual reading and, you know, discerning and reflecting and growing in, you know, this uh, identity that we call monkhood. Wonderful. Wonderful. I, I think you've uh, uh, gotten to some very interesting points and I think there are things that you've mentioned uh, that many of uh, our listeners have went through, like the fact that we need to be in a certain way, uh, the fact that we are, like religion demands us to be in a certain way, whether it feels good to us or not. And that leads to a lot of anxiety and uh, many... Uh, mental health issues, and I, yes. I think that's that's an important part that that you spoke about. That um, I, I think it's it's really powerful, and I'm all always about empowering people, and uh, I think this is an a really important part of uh, feeling empowered. The fact that you take into consideration what you feel even though uh, there are things that uh, might make you feel bad or, or something else. or So uh, the, the thing that uh, I wanted to get to also is how did you start the gratitude habit and how did you get to, to, to write every day for so many yeah. days? Um, well, you know, journaling in itself was something I was ex uh, exposed to and introduced to many, many years ago. You know, as I mentioned, you know, growing up in a very religious home, going to church on a weekly basis, I got involved in my my church youth ministry program. And um, uh, I went on a retreat uh, when I was around maybe 15, 16 years old. And on that retreat experience, we were introduced to the practice of journaling. And I'm not sure why, but I really took to it. I, I really, really thought, wow, this is awesome. And, and so I, I began the process or the, uh, the practice of journaling uh, back then. I don't do it every day, but for, for a long period of time, I, I went through a, a nice stretch of time where I would journal on a daily, if not every other day basis. And um, so I have like tons of notebooks filled with journal entries from you know, from my, my teen years, which is pretty cool to kind of pick them up and, and read through and, and see where you, you know, where I was, you know, so many years ago. Yeah. But, um, yeah, but the practice of journaling, so, you know, kind of began back then. Um, and I've noticed that it, it's, it's a really wonderful and helpful thing for me when I'm going through difficult moments in my life. Like I, I just find the, the process of sitting down and putting pen to paper and, you know, making myself articulate what it is that I'm going through and, and, and just, it just brings some clarity to the situation. And I find it very therapeutic, you know, so I love the practice. Um, and of course, becoming a monk, you know, there are some disciplines that you need to develop. You know, you can't be a monk if you're not praying on a regular basis, if you're not, you know, engaging in some kind of spiritual practice on a daily basis. And so, what I've what I've developed is that uh, I, for me, like early morning is the best. I love beginning my day. I like to get up a good three hours or so before my first commitment to give myself the time I need to have a little me time, you know, to have quiet time, reflection, meditation. I've taken to meditating the last several months as well, which has been very, very fruitful for me. And um, 
And somewhere along the line in that process, I, I discovered this gratitude app. Um, I, I think I may have even just Googled, you know, apps on gratitude. And uh, that was back in October. And um, and this this gratitude app came up. And so, I you know, I downloaded it and opened it up. And I really loved it. I, I just I just took to it very, very quickly. Uh, I just love the way it's set up. I, I love that it's a community of people that come together to, to celebrate gratitude together. I love the reflections that you know, each day you're given to kind of hone in on a particular area of life that, you know, we, we, we might need to uh, express a little gratitude around or celebrate some gratitude around. I love the fact that um, every day there's a quote, um, which is, you know, uh, very inspiring and, and thought provoking. And, uh, and I also love the medallions. I think the medallions are great. You know, like <laughs> after a certain period of time of doing it, you're awarded a certain medallion. And so you move up to a certain level and it's, the app celebrates your moving forward in, in this gratitude journey. But that's how I discovered um, this app. And, you know, I want to think that I've always been a somewhat grateful person. But I think what this app has done for me over the last several months is uh, it's just made me it's, it's just made me more mindful. It's made me a lot more mindful. Uh, it's, it's more intentional. It's, it's more deliberate. Um, as opposed to just kind of haphazard, oh, you know, you have your grateful moments. I think what the app is really cultivating in me is uh, a need to just, you know, be grateful like every moment of every day. Like there's so much that, you know, I can look back in, in my life and, and just think of so many things that I took for granted and didn't really celebrate the gratitude around that I should have. And, I think I, I, I would devote or dedicate a lot more energy to the negative stuff in my life and what didn't go so well or what I didn't have, as opposed to um, what I feel now this app cultivates in me, which is, you know, the, the, the gratitude for all things, the smallest things, you know. Um, exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's, that's what's happening for me, and I'm loving it. I, I really am loving it. I love to... Uh, you know, go into the app and, and see what the other members of the community are posting and what they're grateful for. And you can like, you know, their post and you can comment on their post and they like yours and they comment on yours. And I think that that is just a great motivator. You know, it really kind of encourages and, and motivates and inspires me to continue coming back. So part of my spiritual practice in the morning involves opening up the app. In fact, it's one of the it's one of the first things I do uh, to start my day. <laughs> I, uh, I open the gratitude app to see, you know, what the thought is for the day and what the quote is for the day. And, and it kind of set the tone for the day. Like throughout the day, I'll try to harken back to that reflection and, and how, you know, you know, just reflect on what that means to me and, and, and how that uh, relates to my life and my experience and, and to kind of, you know, celebrate gratitude around that. And I also have this one practice that I developed um, where I don't let my day end without checking in with someone and sharing with them at least three things that I'm grateful for that particular day. Mm. Um, so, uh, so I have a friend that, you know, kind of, we got into this pack together and we made a commitment to one another that we don't, we don't go to sleep that night until we check in with each other and share with each other at least three, if not more things that day that we're grateful for. Um, so, so that's, that's what's kind of happening with, and, and the app just kind of inspired that and, and has really helped me in that. Spend more time outside with fresh air in your lungs and healthier habits in your schedule by eliminating the hassle of prepping, cooking, and cleaning up after each meal. Stress-free eating is just one click away this spring. 
Factor's delicious meals range from calorie smart, keto protein plus to vegan and veggie and they're ready in just two minutes. Customize your weekly meals with the flexibility to get as much or as little as you need. Pause or reschedule deliveries to suit your lifestyle. Also, discover more than 60 add-ons every week like breakfast, on-the-go lunch, snacks and beverages to help you stay fueled and feel good all day long. Head to factormeals.com gratitude50 and use code gratitude50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's gratitude50 at factormeals.com gratitude50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Wow, that's such a great idea. I love it. I love it. <laughs> the fact that it's shared, the fact that it's with some, someone that's really close, I think that makes it even more powerful. And I, sure. I love that. I love that. And uh, I, I wanted to get to, to something. Uh, and uh, I think this, this part is really important, <coughs> pardon, especially for, uh, for people that think they should, but uh, don't know uh, actually how to get into the practice of gratitude and how to find their their actual mo- motivation like i believe that uh, the fact that we are uh, guilted into uh, practicing gratitude doesn't work <laughs> right uh, how did you make the switch because i know it's uh, it's recommended in uh, spiritual circles to do this and uh, some people <laughs> don't recommend it but actually make other people do it you know <laughs> right, right right i i think for me um I, it's just the fruit the fruits that come from it you know um just in the last few months alone just just being mindful about just all the good stuff that comes our way and all the blessings and you know and, and i know that that sounds kind of trite and but it, but it's so true like i i just just that mindfulness um and and being aware it just creates in me a sense of just deeper satisfaction with life. It, 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 there's a contentment. There's a, there's even a happiness and a joy that comes from just, you know, focusing more on gratitude. That, that's been my experience. And, and that for me is a motivator. Like I like feeling that way. I like experiencing a little more joy in my life. I like uh, feeling that I'm more blessed and, and I think the, the the intentional act of every day and throughout the day, just thinking about like what I need to be grateful for, what is happening in my life that I need to say thank you for and celebrate, like that just the fruits of that are just really amazing. And and that's that's a big motivator for me. Oh, so basically you've seen the effects of uh, gratitude in your life and you wanted to enhance that and to make it into a practice and you felt motivated seeing the results that you're already having right most definitely most definitely exactly Mm. yeah perfect perfect i love Mm. that i love that Mm. i think it's inner motivation is uh is the strongest and i think that when we do something out of a good feeling rather than guilt is much more powerful and uh much more probable to 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 resist in time exactly yeah yeah so um 
what are some things that you write in your gratitude journal? Like, uh, what are you grateful for? Of course, things that you can uh, share with us. Sure. Because I, I think it can be interesting for our listeners to to get some ideas. Sure, sure. Um, and again, like like I said earlier, it's not always like it doesn't have to be extraordinary, you know, earth shattering stuff. Um, here's an example, and I really think that this is. Again, the the fruits of just the practice and and what this app has inspired in me. But just yesterday, I was riding to work. Um, I was in the car, and um, it was a beautiful day. You know, it's, it's wintertime here, so it's a little crisp in the air. It's cold, and uh, but it was a beautiful blue sky. There wasn't a cloud in the sky, and um, it just was a sunny day, bright bright blue sky, crisp, cold outside. And it just seems so beautiful. I, I remember, in fact, I took a, 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 at a red light. I, I took a snapshot of the sky, mm. and I posted that. <laughs> I posted that on my on the app yesterday, and and I just I just expressed gratitude for the beautiful morning sky that I encountered this morning on my way to work. Um, so something that simple, you know, it could be a, a meal that I enjoyed with loved ones. You know, it could be. Um, you know, an encounter at work, you know, where, you know, I got into a conversation with someone. It just really led to just a beautiful exchange and just being grateful for that exchange, you know. Um, and, and, and again, it, uh, the simplest things, and, and, and I know for me, like, this is kind of new uh, in, in many ways, but just like the air we breathe, <laughs> you know, like the gifts of Mother Earth, like, we, you know, we, we have this clean air that we breathe in every day and we're breathing throughout the day and, and sometimes... I know I just could take that for granted, you know, and not appreciate the fact that like I can breathe and, 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 and the earth is providing me with this wonderful oxygen for me to breathe. Like I need to be, you know, express gratitude to mother earth for that. It's, it's stuff like that, you know? And I mean, there are big moments, of course, you know, perhaps, you know, celebrations and birthdays or holidays and, and the fun that goes around that. But you know, a lot of times it's just around, you know, good times with good people. It's it's around cooking experiences where something really turned out really good and people liked it and just <laughs> grateful, you know, grateful for that. And, um, you know, even caring for my mother, you know, and it has its challenges. It's not an easy thing to be a caregiver, but there are moments where I think to myself, well, I'm, I'm really grateful to have this opportunity to, to, to be for my mom what she was to me for so many years growing up, you know, um, and, and it's nice to be able to return the favor to her. And um, it's things like that that I, I, I write about in, 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 the, in the app when I journal about gratitude. Wow, these are some amazing ideas. And I and am totally with you with the breathing <laughs> part because uh, I'm just recovering from a cold. Mm. And for, for a few days, thankfully, it was uh, it went away really fast. Um, for a few days, I wasn't able to to smell like the oh. smell of fresh air, and yeah, I wasn't yeah. able to breathe properly because I was always with tissues around. <laughs> uh, and afterwards, uh, today when I went outside, it was amazing, like to smell the the, the fresh air. It's, it's winter here yeah. as well, and it's uh, that smell of uh winter but also it's it snowed and uh, mm. the smell of snow as well it's 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 <laughs> such a unique smell and uh it was amazing to just be right. able to, to smell right. that like it's right. something really simple like we do it sure, every day but sure, sure. it's so amazing 
but I find when we do it mindfully, like it's so invigorating, it's so life giving, it's so nurturing. It's like when we can put our mindfulness to those very simple little things, like it just takes that experience to a whole other, you know, wonderful level. I think. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, um, what do you recommend our listeners to do if they are in a situation where? They feel guilty about things that uh, they they should be doing, um, and yeah, they they're not following their uh, what they feel. And I know you've been through that situation, and you've managed to come through and to live a life that you're grateful for. And I think it can be really interesting for our listeners too. Hmm. Uh, I I think you know we need other people in our lives. That's, that's, that's number one. And that's, that's been a blessing for me just to be surrounded by, you know, like I spoke about my therapist and what a wonderful gift she is to me. And she has been to me and continues to be, you know, I have good friends. I have family, you know, that, that surround me that, that I know love me and I love them. And so I, I think, um, whenever I find myself struggling with something that I need to do that I'm not, having a very good time in doing I'm, I'm struggling with for me what what works is just uh, you know getting an accountability partner you know finding someone that i can talk to and say look you know i'm kind of struggling with this one particular area of my life can you be my accountability partner you know can i check in with you every day as to how i'm doing with this and and i give you permission to like kick me in the butt if you need to to kind of you know get me moving in the direction that i say i want to move in so i find that's very helpful um you know, just turning to loved ones, to, to, to the good people in our lives that, you know, have our well-being in mind, you know, and, and to just kind of ask them to, to help us, you know, and to kind of move us in the direction that we're, we're having a little difficulty maybe moving ourselves in. Wow, that's such a great idea. And by the way, uh, since we're nearing the end of our time together, who would you like to express your gratitude uh, for in your life? Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> what a question. Um, there's so many people. I, I'm always afraid to single out anybody because uh, you don't want to forget anyone. But I, I guess yeah. for me, you know, I, I mean, I have my family, of course, that I'm very grateful to. And, you know, my dad, who continues to watch over us from his place and, you mm. know, my two older brothers and, and my mom now, who's, you know, still herself. You know, she still has her wits about her and she's still, you know, with us, you know, she has her ailments and stuff like that, but you can still converse with her and, and, and chat with her and have fun with her. So I'm grateful, you know, for, for my family. It's not a perfect family, but it's my family, you know, and I'm, I'm very uh, <laughs> appreciative of it. You I know? love and, that. Yeah. Um, and then I have what's, what I call my family of choice. You know, there, there are a, a, a certain number of people in my life that are not blood related, mm-hmm. but, you know, in my mind and in my heart, they've earned the right to be family, you know, and yeah, those people know who they are. Um, they are the people who have been by me, you know, have seen me through like the most difficult times of my life and have continued to love me and encourage me. And, and they really keep me going. Um, and just, just even saying those words just kind of fills me up with a lot of emotion because I have a deep love for them. And so my family of choice is like, so, so very important to me. And they're the ones that I, you know, inflict the burden of, uh, you know, tasting my, my, my culinary, uh, creations, <laughs> but more often than not, they love it. So, um, so my family of choice is really important to me. Um, and I, and I have to mention my, my ecumenical order of charity, my companions, uh, my spiritual family, 
um, they, they are really an answer to prayer for me. You know, they have helped me to find a home, you know, a spiritual home mm-hmm. that I had been, you know, that I've been seeking. And I kind of, I guess, belong to a spiritual home that wasn't really a fit for me for so many years. And it's so nice to kind of finally find a place that I can say, this is home. This is where I belong. And I don't feel judged and I don't feel guilted and I don't feel put down, but I'm just accepted for who I am. And, 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 and we share this, this, these values together of, of striving, you know, to grow in our spiritual life and our union with the all holy and to try to be a, an instrument of, you know, the all holy's love, you know, in the world with the people that we meet and the people that we surround ourselves with and the people that we come, you know, come across day to day. Um, so my ecumenical order charity companions are, are very, very important to me. And, um, I don't know, I guess, uh, of course, God, you know, my higher power, the all holy, whatever names we might have for him. Uh, that's, that's been a constant in my life, even through my struggles with religion. Like I really feel that, um, my God has always been there for me and he's always mm-hmm. seen me through the, the roughest of situations. And he's, and, and I really have had some very powerful experiences of his love and his, uh, presence in my life. So, um, I'm so grateful to, to have that gift of, of this higher power, this God in my life. Um, so I think if I had to, to name the people that I'm most grateful for those, that, that's my list. I hope I didn't forget anybody. Yeah, that, that's wonderful. And I, I really appreciate the fact that you have taken the time to, to tell us all of these beautiful things about them. And I think that, uh, that gets us thinking about the people in our life that we appreciate and that have made mm. an impact. Sure. Thank you so much for, for being here with us and for accepting the invitation. And congratulations for being the Circle of Joy Award winner. Uh, Georgian, thank you so much. Really, this was a wonderful experience for me. I I, I loved you. I love your podcast. I've listened to a thank number you. of your interviews and programs. And just thank you for the opportunity to be among those who can converse with you and be interviewed by you. Thank you so much. Thank you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are you experiencing more lack in your life than you used to? Unfortunately, some things are not in our control, but we can control how we see them. Join me on a seven-week journey from lack to abundance through gratitude. Go to georgianbenta.com slash abundance course. That's georgianbenta.com slash abundance course to join me now. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Are you experiencing more lack in your life than you used to? Unfortunately, some things are not in our control, but 
we can control how we see them. Join me on a seven-week journey from lack to abundance through gratitude. Go to georgianbenta.com slash abundance course. That's georgianbenta.com slash abundance course to join me now.